Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Today, zooming in from Vaughan, Ontario, we've got Mr. Michael Vasney, who is a financial fixer, a money solution expert, a guy who can help us out when it comes to especially getting started with real estate investing. If you're looking to access your home equity to make your first purchase. There are millions of real estate investors out there, and most are stuck with just a couple of properties. They want financial freedom, but their small portfolio ends up costing them more in time, effort, and money than it's worth. Getting out of the rat race seems harder than ever. This show will help you do more deals, better deals, and bigger deals. Finally, you'll be able to reach your income and lifestyle goals. How? By attracting and leveraging private money partners and their capital. Now get ready to raise more money because here's your host, Dave Dubow. So, Michael, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Thank you very much for having me. All right, Michael. So tell us briefly a little bit, because I'm looking on your website here. I love it. Moneyconsultants.ca. Gotta love that. You do a lot of different stuff with entrepreneurs. You do stuff with mom and pop home buyers. You do stuff with real estate investors. You do stuff with uh, with uh, condo associations, all sorts of different things. But our primary audience for this podcast are what I would call everyday people investing in real estate. So we were talking before I pressed record a little bit about, you know, how people can access their home equity to make that first or that next investment. And I think a lot of people are kind of familiar with the idea of, of HELOCs, but I think you're going to probably take us in a couple of directions or a little bit more in depth on that. So kind of walk me through how that can work. Okay. So a HELOC, you go to a bank, you apply to the bank. It's like getting another mortgage. You have to qualify. Not everybody wants to do that. Not everybody can qualify, but yet they have a lot of equity in their home. So if they can't do a HELOC, which is probably a good way to go if you can, but if you can't, there are other solutions. One solution is that you get private financing. How do you do that? Well, there's two areas of private financing. There's MIX, which is a mortgage investment corporation. And then there is private lenders, just individuals that put out their own money. And what qualifies is your home, not you. You don't have to give financial statements. You don't have to uh, meet certain criteria like you do at a bank. You just have to have a home with equity and they will give you a certain amount of money. They will even, in some cases, Repay all your interest for the whole year and all your expenses. You don't even have to worry about a payment as you go about looking to put your money out into another deal. You don't have to have that pressure. But you have to understand what you're doing. So you do need to speak to your lawyer and you do need to speak to an accountant to make sure you're setting this up properly. Because I suggest, just like when I help businesses when they're lending money from a mortgage into their own business, this is the same thing. You need to protect your money. How are you going to do it? So let's say you're going, whatever way you're going to take the money out of your house, you're now going to put it into your new home, the one that you're going to now rent out. Yeah, so you want to securitize problem. that. Yeah. First thing you're going to do is you're going to register on the new property your own mortgage. Now you've taken the money out of your home. You've had to pay certain expenses and certain interests. What you want to do is you want to have your lawyer register the loan to that you put on the down payment for that house. You want to register it as a mortgage. Now you'll probably okay, so have let, to let, let me let me stop you there, Michael, just to make sure we got clarity here, because 
this is sounding interesting. So here I am, a, a mom and pop. I've got a house. It's it's worth a million bucks. I've got six, seven hundred thousand dollars equity in that property. I'm taking a chunk of it out to buy a an investment property, whatever that looks like. So let's say, well, first of all, in those in that scenario, let's say it's a million dollar property. What have you seen that typically the mix or the private lenders are looking at for a a maximum loan to value that they're comfortable with doing a uh, a home equity type loan like this? Today, probably in the 70, 75% area. Okay. Two years ago, probably 80% because by the time they gave you the money, the house was already worth more money. Well, but we, right we, now, we, we lived today, not two years ago. Okay, so right. about 75%. So today, I would say you're looking at about 70, 75%. Okay, very good. All right. So now what I'm hearing you say is, okay, you get this organized, whether it's through a MIC or a private lender or a bank and you're you're getting a HELOC, now you're on to the investment property you're about to buy. And you're saying, don't just go in there and put that money down as a down payment, like most people would. You're saying, put it down as a down payment. However, register that on title as a second mortgage with the property. Am I understanding you properly? Correct. Okay, so a couple of questions come to mind. Number one, why? Number two, especially if you're dealing with one of the the big banks here in Canada, my understanding is they hate that. Even though they're in first position on the property, they really don't like having anybody come in second, especially at the beginning of the deal. If if you do that as the deal is going along, then... They don't care so much, but what, what's been your experience and what's your advice around that? If you run into that problem, register it at the day after you close. Okay. okay. Um, the thing is that what you're going to be able to do when you do register, that's now security. So now the bank has the house and you have deposit on security, but they can also take, if they want, assignment of your own mortgage. But why I want you to take the mortgage is that I want you to take all the expenses that you had to get that you had when you registered a second mortgage on your property or a loan against your property. You have legal expenses, you have interest payments, you have registrations, you have all kinds of expenses. You're going to have that. What you're going to do is you're going to put that into the new mortgage. So you're going to add it there. It's not coming out of your pocket. It's going to come out of the investment part of your of your business, which is now a new business. And it is a business. Even if you don't incorporate, it is a business. So you're going to put that all over there. Now, let's say, for simple sake, you're getting charged 10% interest, be it from whoever. You're now going to lend that money to your yourself on the new property at 11 or 12% minimum. You can do more, but you're going to do it at 11 or 12%. You want to show that it's a business loan. You've made a business loan. And you can only do that if you're making money. So, And, you can, and this way also helps you pass along all the expenses. Now it's registered. Now you're secure. Now, if anything happens and somebody puts a charge or lean against your house, they're behind you. That's the bank. So sorry, against which house? The first house or the second? Both of them. Both Both of them. Okay. Okay. So everybody's now in third place because you occupy second place. If you don't do it, you're only the bank's in first place and anybody can come register. Now, remember, you're going into a business. You're renting out the location. Whether now most people do it as residential, but some do commercial, but let's talk about residential. Somebody's going to be living in that house. You're responsible if anything happens. Now, you have two ways to correct that. 
usually it's obviously you have insurance, but you want to protect the equity in the house, which is what you put in there. So you own it, a separate company, a separate person, you individually own that money or owed that mortgage. It's registered and it's there. So nobody can jump in and grab that so quickly. Um, Now, obviously it works better if you incorporate to do it, it makes it even stronger, but not everybody wants to incorporate because there's tax implications to it. And again, you have to speak to your accountant about because some people are... Uh, some people are still working and some people have passive income coming in. They're living off of that dividends or whatever it may be. So you really have to speak to your accountant. But when you register, you're now in business. You've done something properly. You've protected yourself. You've protected your investment. And that's what you want to do. You want to protect your investment. This is a long-term investment that you're going to grow in the business, the business which is the house is going to grow in value hopefully over a period of time to when you turn and decide to sell it and cash out mm-hmm. and go live on an island. And that's, you know, um, but you want to protect yourself at all times. And that's why I suggest you do it this way. Well, that is very, very cool, Michael. I mean, I've, I've been around this business for a long time and talked to a lot of smart people and you're the first guy that's, that's suggested that uh the the whole idea of registering your down payment as a second mortgage on the property uh to protect yourself and to legitimately be able to you know uh write things off especially if you're creating that spread between what you're paying for your home equity line of credit versus what you're charging uh for for that money so that you're making a little bit of spread there you've turned it into a legitimate business expense what which has the write-off. So at what point, and I'm not going to hold you to this because again, everybody has to get their own independent legal and accounting advice, but at what point do you suggest it really makes sense for people to incorporate in Canada when it comes to real estate investing? It's when you're going to incorporate, it's when you have a real long-term plan. Because like I said, there's tax implications mm-hmm. and you you have to sit down with your accountant, and it really depends on your personal situation. So everything is different for everybody that lends money to uh, to themselves or to other people. They have to understand what, what the situation is for them. Now, when you do a corporation, you're protecting yourself even further in case somebody sues because all they can sue is the corporation. They can't sue you personally. So even if you had a $10 million house that was paid for, but you bought all the other properties and corporations, they could only go after the corporations. They could never go after your $10 million home. Okay, so let's say it's somebody, and I understand everybody's situation is different, but somebody who's into this for the long term, perhaps they're just getting started, they've got the first one or two investment properties under their belt, but they they like it and they want to keep doing this uh, as their uh, side business or something that might become their full-time business for at least the next 10 to 20 years, you know, at how many how many properties would you recommend they have? before they take on the time, trouble, and expense of incorporating. Okay. I'm going to get to right to the cost of incorporating. It's nothing. The cost of getting out of trouble is way more expensive than incorporating the little bit of extra tax, the money you pay to the accountant to do your financials. So never let that come into play. Now, again, it depends how you're investing. Now, some people invest with their own cash. Some people invest by finding investors. Right. So let's talk about that because this shows. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So if you're an if you're finding investors, if you're finding a deal and you're taking 22, 20, 30% of the deal and bringing in investors to do it, do it as a corporation. 
I think, personally. Again, you got to speak to your own accountant. Me, personally, this is the one reason. If something goes wrong, it only goes wrong against your corporation. And you can have a new corporation for every company. Nobody every, can touch any of your other assets. Yeah. Nobody can touch any of your other assets. It's your corporation. You can still take the money out of your corporation. You pay either take it out as a dividend or you take it out as a as salary. But it's that one corporation, and it's only one corporation. And if anything goes wrong, they can only go after that one corporation. And that's protecting, especially when you're you're putting together a deal. Mm -hmm. okay? And uh, it's unlikely that any investor going in there cares whether you're incorporated or not. Okay? Yeah. Uh, so Plus, depending on how you structure the deal, you might be selling your investors' shares in that corporation. Correct. You could do that property. too. You could do yeah. that too. But it's all about protecting your other assets. Mm -hmm. Because when something goes wrong, a lawyer sues everything they can find out about you, even if it's not legal. In the sense, when I say legal, even though it's going to get discharged, that particular lawsuit against your corporation or you personally, they sue everybody. How do right. I know that? Because I used to sue everybody. And then, then I'll worry, let things sort out. I used to sue everybody's wife and then sort it out. Always want the wife to know because then things get done. And she knows his problems. All right. So now, now I'm hearing about your the other side of your life from, from the past. It sounds right. like you're a lawyer. No, I'm not a lawyer and I'm not an accountant. I just use both of them quite a bit through my business career, making sure I'm protecting myself as well as my clients. Yeah. So now let's talk about, you know, people invest in properties, especially if they've invested in the last eight. 10 years ago when prices have gone quite up a bit. So now you have a property that's going up in value. Your mortgage is staying low. What can you do? Well, you can take money out of that property. Mm -hmm. and, and you take the money out. And you do what you want with it. You either buy another piece of property or you go spend it. Now, it doesn't mean you don't owe the tax man the money down the road. But let's say you bought a house, an investment property for $500,000 and you took a $400,000 mortgage. And now, 10 years later, the house is worth a million five. And you have a million dollar mortgage on it. Okay? That means you took out $600,000 and put it in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Now you go to sell the property. Now, that means you have a capital gains of $1 million. Okay, it's fine. You've got $500,000 cash. You've paid off the mortgage. You've taken $600,000 out. The, the renters have been paying the mortgage all along, so it hasn't cost you anything. So now you have to declare the million dollars capital gains. Well, that means automatically you only have to pay tax on $500,000, right? Because 550% is tax-free. Yes, tax yes, yes. So now the maximum you're going to owe is 53% of $500,000, and that means you're doing very well in life. You're making big money to pay 53% in Ontario. Right. But you've taken out all the money and now you can, now you have, you can pay that. Now, how do you split that? How do you do different things? Well, when spouses go into the deal together, now that gets split again. And one spouse might make a lot less than the other spouse, mm -hmm. or you put those investments always in the spouse that doesn't make as much money. So when they do take it out, they're not paying as high income tax again. You have to speak to your accountant to make sure you set up properly. Now, sometimes, and everybody should know this because this is for business. Very few people know this, including lawyers. Right? 
you cannot transfer ownership of your house for love and affection. And it just goes like that. Yeah. Okay. There's a five year window. I didn't know that. Okay. So you, everything's good in your life. You transfer over ownership to your spouse and you go into a business. And three years later, you've given up personal guarantees. You, you go, your business goes bankrupt and the bank wants their money. Well, you say, I don't have any assets. Well, you do. You have the equity in the house because they will transfer back the ownership into your name. Mm. So how do you get around this? You tell me. You won't. One, you buy the house, you buy a new house in the spouse's name. But uh, but the other way to do it is that you do it for love. You don't do it for love of affection. What you do is you have equity in the house and you decide to buy another property. And what one spouse does is, okay, I'll allow you to take your equity out of the house, but you have to give me all the shares in the house. Okay. Okay. Now that house is in one spouse's name, but the investment is in the other person's name. And you do that also for business, not just for real estate investment. You can protect yourself that way because people will attach themselves to you. The tax department will attach the house. They won't sell the house on you, but they'll attach themselves to your share of the property. So it's another way to protect your investments, your home investment, as well as your future investments into other properties. And this is why I always say, you have to have a team. In this case, you really need two people as your team, your lawyer and your accountant. The book I wrote, it's three people, a business broker too. It's really important to get them involved right at the beginning, not later on. Set up your business properly with how you're going to go, how you're going to run it based on your personal financial situation. Do you have a job? Are you making big money? Do you have some other investments? You have to take that all into consideration when you're starting to move forward in other businesses. You know, just like you decide whether you want to buy residential property, whether you want to buy residential commercial property, hmm. or you want to buy commercial property. They all have good and bad things about them. Okay? Yeah, so that's what you have to do when you're putting together a team and you're looking for investors, which area you're going to go after and how you're going to get your money into the deal. Michael, this this is fascinating stuff. Um, tell me a little bit, just out of personal curiosity, tell me a little bit about what you do in your business because you've got a company called Money Consultants, Creative Financial Solutions for, for Business. In this case, real estate investing is a business. So just what what are the primary services that you provide? What's your day-to-day? -day People day come to me, business to business, generally it's B2Bs that come to me mm -hmm. and they're looking to either start a business most of them are coming to grow their business. They're looking for money to grow their business financing. So cash and financing are two different things. Okay. Everybody wants a line of credit at the bank. You're not getting a line of credit at the bank. Hmm. Okay? It's very simple. You ask yourself this one question and you know whether to go to a bank or not. Do you have hard security? If you say yes, you go to the bank. If you're like, <laughs> here's the other people, question. Do you, do you need the money? In which case don't go to the bank. <laughs> that's true but it's really that's the question if you don't have hard security now you look for other financings there's lots of financing out there uh, you know and that's what i provide i provide a guide to the other financing arranging the different financing and those are factoring and purchase order financing that's turnaround financing if you got your business in trouble if you got into trouble with cra i help resolve that there's lots of different ways to grow your business i help okay so so again 
you're talking a lot about B2B type businesses. What about, right. again, our audience is primarily real estate investors. What ways do you serve real estate investors? Real estate. So I help with regards to helping find money for mortgages. So I know who the people are with the money, whether it's construction financing, whether it's small construction financing or $100 million worth of construction financing. So are you a mortgage broker? Um, I was a mortgage agent. I'm not a mortgage broker anymore or an agent. Now I just pass it along to my broker. They've changed the rules Mm -hmm. and I don't want to get involved with the new rules. So the new rules, because I only do private, I only did private and the the rules are just so restrictive that now I just pass the deal along to a broker or an agent to do it. So people can, I still know everything about it. Mm -hmm. I still, I have all the access to all the funds so I can help but I'm not going to sign the papers. I'm going to direct you to the person that can fill out the paperwork, but I will help you with the financing and understanding the financing. Got it. And where it is both here in Canada, as well as in the U S. Oh, that's good to know. Okay. Too. So now the U S is more the commercial, the big commercial 10, 20, 50, hundred million dollar deals. Uh, but in Canada, it's anything, um, you know, from a private $25,000 second, I will direct somebody, but basically I'm looking more in the two, three hundred thousand dollars at the lower end, but mm-hmm. everybody needs something. I'll direct them to wherever, wherever I can help them. Sounds good. If people want to find out more and connect with you, Michael, what's the best way for them to do that? They can uh, email me at Michael at Money Consultants, which is plural.ca, or they can call me at 416-565-9455. And that's generally the easiest way. They can always go to my website and see the other things that I deal with Mm -hmm. and help them, you know, because sometimes people have money in their businesses that they want to put into real estate and they shouldn't disregard that. Mm -hmm. They can look at their business. Their business may have financing at the bank. Their business may have uh, retained earnings that they can put out Buy their own building. There's ways to buy your own building uh, where you don't may not even have to come up with any money. Nice. Well, there you go. If you'd like to find out more, go ahead, connect with Michael. And Michael, thank you very much. This has been this has been a, a good interview and I've learned something new. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, everybody, take care and we will talk to you on the next episode. This episode is brought to you by moneypartnerformula.com. Our Money Partner Formula service allows you to raise all the private capital you need to do all the deals you want while we handle the hard stuff. We offer reliable and affordable done-for-you marketing services that get you investor meetings booked without all the work. So go ahead and check out the website right now. And then feel free to schedule a call with me and let's take your portfolio to the next level. Again, that's moneypartnerformula.com. Watch investor meetings pop up in your calendar. We handle the rest.